1: As a plant-based cheese company, Dea has never talked about beef in an ad before because someone somewhere once had a beef with saying beef and plant-based together. So putting a slice of Daya cheese on a beef burger, not okay. Well, our delicious melty cheese has a beef with your beef about beef because any step towards plant-forward eating is a step in the right direction. Dea, 100% plant-based, even if you're not. Now made with Dea Oat Cream Blend.
0: I'm excited for Jesse today. Take it away, new hotness coming through. That haircut's new hotness. Look at you. A lot of people have complimented me on this haircut. I don't like to brag about it. I think you should brag about it publicly. Ronnie, can we get that for the YouTube? Is that ringer? Just <laughs> that's all we need. Just that <laughs> opening clip in my head. And I love we're it. We're good. Oh man, guys, welcome back.
1: Thursday's episode. I I don't know what it is. Something in the air. I'm feeling good. You know what it is. I've started to change my diet. I'm actually following through this time as far as the whole weight loss thing goes. And I've only had a handful of walnuts and a little clementine and some coffee today. Oh, and I feel so good. I feel alive. How do you feel,
0: Mike? How many McDonald's biscuits do you have? Uh, no, I've been doing good today. Yeah. Um, we're going to call Feinstein in five minutes, by the way. He just confirmed. He can do a phone call. We can call him from the thing. I just sent him his contact information. You send it to me? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah it's fine. I, this is why <laughs> I stay out of it with you. I, I want you to succeed separately. I can't be involved. I don't know what that means. Well, this whole stupid thing, I'm going to have like a peanut and a, you know, a slice of an orange.
1: I'm not saying that's my whole life now. I'm just saying it's a good, like, I I like to go hard at first because I know if I can go hard, then when it actually is like, you know, all right, let's mellow out. Let's make some more reasonable choices. I'll be able to do it because I was mentally already prepared for the hard part. You know what I mean? I, I, I am, you know this, I am rooting for you. As a man of birth, I can confidently say you would never understand.
0: Then why are you asking me (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, I am. I'm with you. Um, Here's a nice little goal. We are going to L.A. Mm -hmm. less than three weeks from today.
1: Mm -hmm. Supposedly as soon as we get tickets in a hotel and all that. But yeah.
0: Oh, everything else. Do you already have it? I believe I booked my plane ticket last night. <laughs> well, I have it saved. I haven't booked it. I haven't paid. So. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, I'm would... booking everything. I'm not waiting on people. No, I'm getting it booked. Why wouldn't you say something to me about it then? We're going to talk today. We'll get it done today. I haven't booked it. I saw it. There's availability. First class, 790 round trip. Not bad. Oh, God. This is what I have to deal with, with Junior every research. Day. I was helping. Okay. Now you don't have to look. You
1: know what? Let's get into the show. You, you've gone ahead and ruined it as usual. I thought you would love that i well
0: okay you i did do the research down.
1: i'm coming down because I, I thought you went ahead and purchased no and that would have
0: upset me nope but you haven't okay okay let me show you Is the ringer picking up, the- <laughs> <laughs> picking up also i texted bill to see if we can meet up so i can get an autograph book from yep. him no response let's get into the show though we don't want to dwell on that <laughs> he's probably just he wants to
1: surprise you he loves surprises we know no, that. we're getting blown off i'm never meeting the <laughs> man i can already tell you
0: what he's, a bummer i, I want to meet now, one time bro. i don't even believe in pictures i want to meet him one time and get a picture no i don't think okay let's get that. into the show we actually have a decent show the rundown
1: no big picture that's your decent show for you i like the fact that you did that though now just news it out right here people love it <laughs> get it out of the way nfl follow-up and pricing update we just yep. wanted to touch on a few things that we talked about last week eBay is now forcing authentication with eBay's authentication that is going to have some effects on the hobby. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. SGC has some new pricing and services. And then how could we go any further without talking a little baseball hall of fame, even though it's hard to talk about because baseball, what's the deal? Who even cares anymore? I do. I'm just saying that weekly pickups this week's releases and then at some point, we're also going to have, apparently, uh, Mark Feinstein on the line to talk about a little bit. We're going to call him well. in just a minute.
0: Um, I got all the bad jokes out. Ron has <laughs> edited this at this point. Yeah. I'm on my best behavior. Smart call. That's why we can't um, do live shows, because I am a 100%. child. 100%. Uh, Would that have got us canceled? I
1: before don't, we end it, we haven't yep. even talked about, we also have Jason Haworth from Panini. Is this our first two guest show? Uh, oh, my goodness. Because we had Jason on the YouTube yesterday yep. for some video. Yep. We ripped some NFT packs that we're doing our giveaway YouTube show, for. It. Right. And then today, the first one. today he's, <clears throat> uh, we cut a little bit of that so that we could have him onto the podcast and talk, you know, the details, what's going on with Panini, uh, answering your questions. Like why don't I have my cards in the timely manner or whatever the case may be. Yep. Yeah. He, he answered all of that. Yeah. And, uh, and then some, so
0: we'll look forward to that. And then of course, mail back. Let's call fine sand right now then. So no big picture. Right. Is Finesan. that cool? Yeah. Why not? So Jesse's going to call Mark. So Mark works for the MLB network big time guy in baseball he is not allowed to talk about current rostered players because he may or may
1: not have a vote in this hall of fame right
0: that's a good question i don't think he was allowed to tell us ronick does that sound right to you can you not no because some guys release their ballots right you know what? we're about to have him on the phone am i gonna hear him on the headphones right (laughs) bruh please ronick's ignoring me anyways i'm glad you're here (laughs) uh you can make ballots public you did hear the thing too about us cutting my, my bad joke earlier. Correct. Just to oh, confirm. Totally, totally heard that. I like this. Ronix on board today. Uh, and you're in agreement. We are not mature enough to have a live show. That's okay.
1: okay. We're all on the same page there. I was
0: waiting for Ronix to just go. Yup. Yup. What word is 25 years old, by far the most mature guy in the room. 100%.
1: Is he not answering? Uh, it's ringing. Mark, are you there? I am here. <gasps> hey, Mark, sorry. The Sorry. We have new technology. And when someone messes with that technology, it helps, uh, to mess yeah, so up. Norm, norm,
3: normally when you're making this phone call, you're trying to play like, you know, investigative reporter. Gotcha. So. Oh, that's right. You heard the show <laughs> last week.
0: That's right. We did get that guy. Yeah, that guy was
3: I've listened to every show you guys have ever recorded.
0: That so guy was know. a spineless coward. I will tell you that right now. So we are expecting <laughs> we are expecting much more um, pride <laughs>
1: we have, out of this phone call. We have a lot in store for this call. In fact, we're going to open it with. Oh, geez. Mark Feinstein.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Mark, I I'm going like to keep it short today. I we, I literally just texted Mark two minutes ago. I was like, Hey, we, we haven't done our research cause we're morons. Yep. Okay. Mark, I have this question. I, I, we weren't sure if you're going to answer this. Do you have a hall of fame vote? Is that something you've ever said publicly or do you kind of stay away from that? I, I do have a hall of fame vote. <gasps> do you release your ballot or no? Uh,
3: I typically do. Yes.
0: Okay. Did you release this one? Or can you release it right not. now?
3: I did not release it and and I will tell you mostly because in the past few years uh it's gotten so heated and so angry among so many people um that it hasn't been worth releasing. Sure. Um if you go back and look at my past ballots and I released them all before a year or two ago, you can see who I vote for. I mean I, I don't I don't change who I vote for. So okay. um, you vote the one whole, that
1: makes people angry?
3: Uh, no, there, there, there's the steroid crowd who loves to yell about why you are or aren't voting for Roger or Barry. There's mm-hmm. the shilling crowd who likes to yell at you one way or another. There's a whole bunch of people who evoke a lot of emotions. And quite honestly, like I have the honor of being a voter, and I think it's great, and I take it very seriously. But I don't need to have my mentions on Twitter or my email box just jacked up by uh, hateful people who want to yell at you and tell you you're an idiot. <laughs> I so, do need a
1: brick thrown in um, throw, through the living through living room window. You know, that's what you're saying, okay?
3: Right. And I think you know. I think next year when when some of these guys are off the ballot, I think the temperature will come down a little bit. Um. So, but I yeah, I, I'm I'm perfectly happy to, to tell you I, I vote for steroid guys. So okay, uh, okay. I, was a, I was a Clemens voter and a Bonds voter. Ortiz, um, Arod. Uh, yep. Yep.
0: Me too. See, I, I, well, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked like me that. who I thought was a hall of Famer. So uh, the RT is obviously the big story. I mean, getting in, uh, he, let me just voice my, my issue with this whole thing. And then I, I did want to relate really to cards real quick. I struggle with guys who vote for Ortiz but don't vote for other people. Like, I, I, I guess my thinking is they all used probably. Yeah. So let's just be consistent and have them all in. I'm not sure how you can vote yes to David and no to Barry when the evidence is pretty similar in both cases or lack of evidence, I guess, but
3: well, I think the evidence against Barry is a little stronger. I mean, there was an entire best-selling book well, with a lot of really, with a lot of really concrete evidence that was never disputed, right? I mean, it wasn't like if any of that book was completely fabricated and incorrect, uh, you know, Buzz would have sued the pants off those guys, the publisher, the authors, everybody. Had. Yeah, uh, that never happened. So, um, you know, the, the one thing to me, none of them ever failed the league sanction test. Um, you know the Ortiz thing was an anonymous survey test. We, if he did fail, uh, we don't know if it was false positive or not. If he did, we don't know what he tested positive for. Right. Uh, whereas since testing began the following year, when somebody tests positive, they tell you exactly what they tested positive for, whether it was an amphetamine or or you know a steroid or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So you know, and Ortiz played thirteen seasons in the testing era and never tested positive. So. Right. Either he had the greatest cover-up in the world, or he wasn't using. And you know, the fact that the commissioner came out uh, a number of years back and basically cleared Ortiz's name from that survey test, which he didn't do for anybody else uh, that says who was ID'd as having has a positive. I think that says something as well. And uh, you know, like I said, I voted for Bonds and Clemens, and so and Manny uh, and Alex. So you know, the Manny Alex thing is a little different because Manny yeah, passed test right Alex never failed the test but took a suspension and admitted to having used earlier in his career in Texas so with those two guys there's really no question that they used with Roger and Barry some people say they never failed the test they never faced any discipline and you're talking about the greatest you know position player arguably in the history of the game and, and the guy who won more Cy Youngs than anybody else in the history of the game uh, and so that's why you know I, I know they didn't get the 75% but they got a majority Right, they both got about 66 percent, which means two out of every three voters thought that they should be in. Uh, you know, the problem is that with this election, sixty-six percent is not enough. You, you need three quarters to get there, and, and I didn't think they were going to get there, and they didn't.
1: So, I think that raises the biggest question for me is, I keep seeing things that say, "Okay, Bonds, Clemens, they're done. They don't have a chance now." But then I'm well, talking to off Mike the, off the ballot, off the ballot, right? But now. Mike saying, no, they still have a chance next year. How does that work? What's the deal?
3: So after you fall off of the writer's ballot, either because your 10 years of eligibility are up or because you don't garner 5% of the vote, uh, you basically are now eligible to be uh, examined and, and be a candidate for one of the veterans committees in this case it's called the today's game era committee.
0: Yeah. Is that, uh, is that a new thing or just a new name, Mark? This is what I was confused they, about.
3: They split up the veterans. The veterans committee used to, used to look at everybody. They split them up into uh, like four different categories, each of which gets uh, looked at basically once every four years. I think the today's game era, which is, I think it's 1981 to the present, maybe, um, That one meets every two years, I think. Uh, The next time that committee meets will be this December. So this December, guys like Bonds and Clemens and Schilling and Sosa, who fell off the ballot now, um, will have the chance to be on the Today's Game ballot. If they're on that ballot, then this panel, I think it's only 16 people, the majority of which is made up of Hall of Famers. Uh, will have a chance to vote. You need 12 out of 16 votes, same 75% threshold. And uh, I think there's zero chance that Bonds or Clemens gets in on that vote because Hall of Famers have made it pretty clear they don't want PED guys in the Hall of Fame. So uh, for all the people who are blasting the writers right now for their stupidity of not putting Barry and Roger in the Hall of Fame, uh, they'll have a new target come December because I really, really would be surprised if either of them get in on that ballot.
1: So I guess in relation to cards and how this could affect a guy's market, is there is it less prestigious to get voted in by this group as opposed to the writers' no, league? Same thing. Same. Just get you no, in the hall
3: either your way. You're 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 in the hall of fame either way. It's just a matter of it's basically an oversight committee. It's for guys who fell off the ballot uh, or, or never got voted okay. in. Who you know, it basically gives them a, a second chance to to have their candidacies examined. And, and, you know, there have been plenty of people who have gotten voted into the Hall of Fame by one of these veterans committees. Uh, and, and those guys are Hall of Famers, you know, but for all the people who love yelling at writers, and I keep bringing this up because people love yelling at writers, uh, you know, I Harold don't. Baines never got it. I think Harold Baines never topped out at you know, more than 6% of the vote in the writers, and then he got into the veterans committee. So, uh, you know, Harold Baines is one of those guys that, that people love to scream at as of sort of watering down the Hall of Fame. Uh, the writers weren't the ones who put him in there. Bill Mazeroski, another guy who uh, the writers did not put in, got in on a veterans committee. So, uh, you know, in certain cases, I think the veterans committee writes some wrongs. Uh, you know, Jim Cott was just elected this year by one of the veterans committees. And I think uh, Jim Cott's a perfectly fine Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, but it'll be interesting to see some of these guys go to that committee. Uh, and then we'll have a whole fresh set of eyes and fresh set of uh, perspectives to examine the, the candidacies of some of these, you know, steroid-related guys.
0: Well, and to be fair, I've hated writers since middle school, so that's not a that's not changed <laughs> for me. So here
3: you've hated you hated
2: writing. Yeah, there's
0: uh, oh, <laughs> it's Fair too. Yeah, I'm just guilty by association. Here's why it's interesting. I'll, I'll wrap up with this one because so like Ortiz, he's got the 1997 um, flare, just flare base guard, PSA 10, 1100 for the population. This card went from averaging about four hundred dollars before there was any any real Hall of Fame talk back in December. Even now, this thing is up to six to six fifty. And the one thing we started hearing thrown at us was, "Hey, this new committee, the baseball new era, whatever it's called, committee you just described to us, you know, next year Bonds, Clemens, Sosa, Arod, these guys are getting in, and that's why I wanted to hear from a credible source because I thought if that is the case." Then next October we need to be loading up on these guys. I mean we're going to see a Hall of Fame bump, especially. But if you're a betting man right now, again Bonds, Clemens, Sosa, A Rod, you don't think they get in next year? If you had, if you well, had to pick, be,
3: just just to be clear, A Rod just hit his first year off oh, the writer's that's, ballot. That's so he, right.
0: Yeah, he's eligible on he another
3: committee for another decade. Okay. Uh, it, it's Bonds, it's bon, Clemens, Sosa, and Schilling are the four who just fell off. Uh, <clears> if I had to be a betting man, I would say Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa have very little chance. Schilling, I would say, has a much better chance because, um, uh, you know, a lot of the. It's
0: just political uh, with him, right? Uh, a
3: lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's political. A lot of it is his outspoken ways against journalists. So, you sure. Know, he put up uh, a tweet a number of years
0: ago with a, a meme about hanging journalists. Oh, about and, Dan Shaughnessy, a uh, Boston guy. I remember that. You know, and,
3: then, and then last year, after the vote was re- released last year, Schilling went public and said, I want to be taken off of the writer's ballot. I'd rather have people who actually played the game judging people. So Ooh, I like think he, he actually, he dropped from 71% last year to about 56 or 58% this year. And I think a lot of that was, okay, you don't want to be on the ballot, then I'm not going to waste one of my votes on you. So uh, I think he's gonna, he'll go to the Veterans Committee and, you know, just from a straight baseball standpoint, Curt Schilling you know, is a Hall of Famer. He's, I he's would argue he's the greatest career.
0: greatest postseason pitcher of, uh, of at least my generation. Is that is yeah, that just because of totally the Sox Okay, Smoltz. Yeah, I was going to say because he was yeah. he was dominant, right? Multiple rings. I mean, yeah.
3: I mean, I, I think him Smoltz. You know, you look at guys who did it. Maybe not I mean, Chilling. People forget Chilling helped carry the '93 Phillies to the World Series. Then won the World Series with the Diamondbacks, and then had his run with the Red Sox. I mean, he was, uh, you know, like I was a horse in October. Um, you know, Madison Bumgarner had a great run with the Giants. Um, you know, like I said, John Smoltz was a, a fantastic playoff pitcher with the Braves. Uh, you know, Andy Pettit had a really good postseason run with the Yankees. So there have been some guys who have been very good, but Chilling. I mean, Chilling's numbers in the playoffs are crazy, and um, you know, even though he's got I think 216 wins, which some people say, well, you know, the wins aren't there. People look at wins less than they used to. Uh, but Chilling's postseason resume really boosts his candidacy in a major way. So I think you know the Veterans Committee will certainly, uh, I think, have a be, be a possibility for him there. But the, the guys who are who are linked to PEDs. I don't, you know, five years ago, Joe Morgan, you know, the late Hall of Famer, sent out a letter, to an email to all the voters, basically saying, "We don't want steroid guys in the Hall of Fame," and if other Hall of Famers agree with that, hmm. then you know that's um that's going to carry some weight in that committee. So I, I would say for Bonds, for uh, Clemens and Sosa, I would not count on on the Veterans Committee saving them on this one. Uh, if anybody's going to have a, a better shot
0: there, it's going to be Shilling. So last question, I'll leave you with this one, Mark, just a yes or no Roland next year. I know he's at 63% this year.
3: Uh, I would say if I had to guess, I'd say yes. Um, okay. You know, next year or the year after, I think he definitely gets in. He's trending in the right direction. There are a few other guys who are trending in the right direction as well. Todd Helton yep. uh, picked up, I think seven or eight points. He's over the 50% mark. And usually when you see guys moving in that direction, they, you know, like we saw Larry Walker, Edgar Martinez, they get there eventually. And I, I think What's really interesting to me about next year's ballot, there's one first-time eligible guy who, Carlos Beltran, to me, Hall of Famer, will be interesting to see how the Astros cheating scandal impacts his Hall of Fame candidacy. But the fact that Clemens, Bonds, Sosa, Schilling are all off the ballot, there's been a big logjam. And a lot of people who vote for 10 players a year and who have been voting for those guys... All of a sudden, they're going to have four empty spots on their ballot. And people like Helton, like Roland, um, like maybe Gary Sheffield, maybe Andrew Jones, who didn't quite fit on a ballot because people had 10 spots and you can only put 10 spots. All of a sudden, you got some open spots. People may look a little closer at their candidacy. So Roland, I think, has the best shot for next year without a question.
0: Nice. Uh, super impromptu. I appreciate you taking the call, Mark. Thanks for jumping yeah, on. Mark from is still from the MLB network, right? I can say that part.
3: <laughs> MLB.com and MLB network. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Mark. Have a good day, buddy.
3: You got it, fellas. Take care.
0: I mean, pretty cool that he actually takes a phone call and text message last minute. I just want to clarify because the notion, and I know you're not as involved in the sports world as I am. Don't you dare say that. <clears throat> you're more involved. So Thank you. I, yep. You know, there's been talk like, oh, well, next year with the Players Committee, Bonds. And and again, that's a huge card implication there. If everybody, if the thinking among experts, which Mm -hmm. that's what Mark is, that Bonds, Schilling, Sosa, and who's the other one, Clemens are getting in. Mm -hmm. I mean, look what just happened with Ortiz stuff. Like his stuff is through the roof. The ultra rookie is up 40%. The flair we just talked about is up, what's that, 30%? Mm -hmm. There's a chance there, but it doesn't sound like that's the case, at least according to Mark. So, I am curious, and I didn't say this on—I didn't ask him just because
1: I didn't want to sound dumb. Um, yeah, you already had the why. one question about—yeah, yeah. we don't need any worse than that. <laughs> that's not a dumb—that's for no. all the new guys who don't care about baseball and mm-hmm. want to learn more. You're good. Um, You're Smart. Mark McGuire. We keep talking about Sosa, but the whole—my childhood is I know Sosa from the whole, like, <clears throat> home run thing. McGuire was the other guy, but I never hear about him, and I don't think he's in, right? Correct. He's not in— He's a guy who's probably does he have more years on the ballot or something, or is he off the ballot as
0: well? Maybe Ronick knows. So here's the thing. Yeah. If Ronick knows, fantastic. What's difficult. Ronick unmuted. Here we go. He's, uh,
1: he's off the ballot. He retired earlier than Sosa.
0: Okay. So he's he's off off the ballot. still hasn't gotten the vote. And I guess he's, I don't know how the veterans committee works. Like if you just stay on that forever, they can just always vote for you. Or if there's a tenure and then you're off that too. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Additional questions that would have been But great. yeah, he's one, he's one you don't ever hear about anymore. Like okay, McGuire, I, I think the, the chance of him getting in are pretty slim. At so this once point. you
1: kind of fall off the, the writer's ballot, then it sounds like you... That's when you
0: go to the Veterans Committee. Yeah,
1: but if you're like, if you don't get voted in on Veterans Committee... I think that's it. I think you're out. Well, and it, it's like, okay, if you're not in on the first year, like, it feels like a first, second year thing. Even if you could be on there for 10 years, I don't know, like you also have to
0: get a certain percentage to stay. Oh, really? Yeah, th- that's, that's a part of it as well. But yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm just at, th- at this point, I'm super fuzzy on the actual details, but I don't think. It just
1: makes me wonder because all of this stuff relates back to like, okay, well, do I need to be investing in this guy's card now? And honestly, it sounds like McGuire probably doesn't have much of a shot if he hasn't gotten the vote at this point. Um, agree. And the ones we talked about, Sosa, Clemens, Bonds, those are ones that would be hot prospects to consider for. Maybe not next year, but the year after. Yeah. So at this point,
0: yeah, way off in the future. Yeah. All right. You want to do a little follow up on the NFL stuff, some pricing? I would not like to. We don't have to. I would love to. We could skip the whole thing. You didn't let me finish.
1: I would love to. Let me do it. Uh, yeah. Let's just talk real quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time. We've been doing a lot of NFL. Um, Patty Mahomes pricing has continued to rise somewhat. Um, I think we had pulled up a couple cards last week. His optic was the one that you have, right? the PSA 9 or 10? 10 you have the 10
0: still hanging um, in the 13 14 range
1: uh yeah it's uh so i think when we talked about it on monday it was around 12 mm-hmm. um it's now up to 14 okay um the PSA 9s i feel like have jumped are those 300 more significantly those are no um so before the game last week it was like 490 oh, now wow. they're about 580
0: yeah um, i wouldn't mess with the 9 then yeah, it's it just under half close. of what the 10 is okay yeah. uh who else you got um matt stafford i am curious about stafford what's stafford, his stafford
1: i don't get this like I, maybe it's because he has such a weird pop um so psa 10s on his uh, rookie which is the 2009 tops chrome uh it's actually dropped somewhat um so on monday i think we said his pricing was about 950 he's had an additional sale again the pop count's 120 not a yeah. lot uh, but the additional sale went from 950 down to 750, um, so quite a big drop. I don't really understand why that is. And when you look at some other, like say PSA nine, um, there are some additional uh, cards, but not a lot, like 136. But his PSA nine has continued to increase in price. So, so the tens have stalled out and dropped, but
0: the nines seem like they're gaining steam. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, that's Stafford. Burrow has basically stayed the same where he was when we were talking about him on Monday. He was about uh, I think like four fifty. Um, he's a prison base. Yeah, he he got up to I think at one point like four sixty four seventy, and he's at four twenty now. So twenty twenty prism burrow PSA ten. Uh, I think guys at this point are just waiting to see what happens. So
0: okay, yeah, not a ton of it's um, fair. Uh, so we got two actual like newsworthy type items uh ebay now authenticating cards yes. do you have this yeah can I you pull, pull it up put on up. the main yeah can you put it up on the main screen that'd be I can do a lot of things and i can do that so ebay next time what are you gonna do oh that. this isn't the ebay official this is
1: the one that i had read but um mm. this, it has okay. the detail i Go ahead. Um,
0: give, you want to give us like an overview, hit the high point?
1: I think overview is essentially you are now going to be, this is the, fi- the point that I find most interesting is that it sounds like you are now forced. It's a mandatory Correct. authentication of trading cards worth $750 or so more. So
0: raw cards that are mm-hmm. not autographed and don't have patches raw cards that, that don't have so no R autos cards. oh they're no not doing autos non-graded okay. non-auto non-patch cards yes okay so a larry bird rookie that sells for 900 dollars raw yep will now be sent to the middleman. i don't know what so the location CSG. is but csg is the one who will be responsible for the authentication yes again noteworthy company cool i'm i mean it's i, I can kind of go both ways on this i like the fact that you're getting some sort of authentication in the middle yep I wonder, this is obviously going to expand too. This article even mentions by summertime they're hoping to lower the threshold to $250 raw and also other graded cards. Mm-hmm. I, I would tell you this um, one thing that terrifies me is what happens when they start doing graded cards and I send a PSA 10 card that sells, and then these authenticators say, oh no, this card's not real. Who, who, who do you go with then? Like, how does that, oh yeah, I I see a potential for conflict there. Also patches, I think are interesting. I mean, I don't know how you authenticate patches. I just, we see those things slip through the cracks all the time. That scares me. Here's my biggest concern though, (laughs) is that for
1: vintage, I don't see it being as much of a problem for ultra modern where guys pricing can change in a game in a matter of days. This just adds an
0: extra time that uh, an extra amount of time that maybe oh, I don't have. For absolutely. Cause instead of me mailing to Jesse, I'm mailing to this company mm-hmm. <clears throat> again, anybody who mails anything. I mean, we're a thousand a week sometimes for us two or three days delay on one end. Yep. Then they get it and they'd have 48 hours to process it. Two or three days to mail again. You're talking about potential for like an extra six to 10, 12 days to get there. And yeah, over the course of that time, what happened to the player? Yeah, exactly. I worry about it in that respect you know, does it cut down on fraud and other things? I, I guess, I mean, I, I think that's the overall reason the for point. doing it. Yeah. Sure. And <clears throat> yeah, I
1: guess that is a concern. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know how I would feel
0: as a, as the buyer, um, or. By grade. Here's the thing. You don't know another easy way to do that. They have to sell. You, you can't sell raw cards over that amount period. Well, I think too,
1: like, what about. That's probably we, not
0: realistic by the way.
1: Well, yeah. what if we put in some kind of like, well, we, why don't ebay put in some kind of system where you couldn't return it in that process so they
0: are they are they have really tightened up on that now the return process will really be locked down so like if luca gets hurt you know blows his knee out yeah i think they're going to make it a lot more difficult on the return side of things that's a good thing i mean we don't need people returning like that Uh, so I, i agree with that i just i guess in general too this is not a huge as big of a story as most people are making it seem like like, I don't think this all of a sudden propels CSG to be some unbelievable, all-beating world grading company at all. I don't think it changes that at, by any means. I don't think it prohibits anybody who is going to sell on eBay from selling or from buying. I, I I really, the more I've thought about this, I'm just kind of like, who who cares? I think it's going to be a little bit of an annoyance. And, and at the end of the day, that's about it. But here's... I'm-
1: if, if I'm being completely honest, I think that they may lose a little bit of traffic because of this, because maybe I think there's a lot of guys who like this. They want to make sure that their cards authenticated before buying it. But I think there's other guys who are like, hey, I don't want to deal with the the time I want to sell my card mm-hmm. right away. Sure. And so I'm going to go sell it on this platform. And guys are like, oh, I want that. And I can only get it over on another platform. I'll follow them I'll over. Just follow over there and I'll just take the risk because it's already PSA graded or something. And I, I trust PSA maybe more than I do CSG.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, I just wonder, like, so maybe it'll be some of that. Maybe some people will feel more confident now bidding. I guess the other thing would be, if you're going to do this, why wouldn't you have an option where, hey, by the way, when I send this card to CSG to review, they will slab it for $12 and send it off. Yeah. Get it <laughs> done while they have the I, nope. I I just think there were, would have been ways to do this and maximize it, but maybe that's um, something they do in the future. It also shows you though, too eBay has been out of touch with the card world forever. I mean just totally out of touch. Yeah, I mean no I mean, question.
1: Honestly, they they've made changes, but it's like what took so long?
0: Yeah, like Gabriel Davis cards, guys complained all week about getting Gabriel Davis cards returned, the receiver for the Bills who went nuts. Oh yeah. That should be automatically flagged in eBay like, "Hey, no returns on this guy because they yeah. lost a the playoff game." It's easy enough to do that, I think. And this is like a, I I think their annual revenue is like 40 billion. Like, how do you not have people in place to help with that? I I don't know. This is why, honestly, I avoid eBay on a personal level. I'll let sellers, Matt sellers, five star cards sell it for me. I'll let PC sports cards sell it and consign. I I have no use selling on eBay myself, though.
1: Um, I did find just one thing about this had nothing really to do with that. I just, uh, as far as the eBay authentication goes, but the Mm -hmm. eBay news in this article was just that, fastest growing growth in a sport last uh the first half of last year yep. was tennis. Tennis was up almost 1800%. That is
0: insane. That's and then insane. soccer, Pokemon, Marvel? Yeah. Soccer makes golf. sense. Uh, I mean Pokemon too. Yeah, Marvel's interesting. I kind of would have thought that had come and gone. Golf the same thing. I mean, it's Yeah, you're seeing markets just get bigger and bigger in the space, which is a good thing, so. Yep.
1: Cool. Um, so there you go. There's your eBay authentication news. Uh, okay. SGC has some new services pricing. What's the deal?
0: Yeah. So big. This is actually big news too. I feel like SGC is really settling into that number two type space. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of pricing and return has become the real focus as opposed to the ultra high end. Although they are grading monster cards all the time as well. So now if you go through Nash cards, uh, it's twenty three dollars. The return time on that is like 22 to 24 days right now mm-hmm. for 23 bucks. If you want to do, a, they also do a 10 day service, which quite frankly, I think is useless. As has been doing a 10 day service. I think it's, uh, I think they just, did not. oh, maybe they've been doing it either way. They revamped the price. No, no, no. Okay. I was just clarifying. Okay. Nope, they, they also now offer a 10 day. Maybe they did before. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the 10 day is totally useless. <laughs> However, the five day service, there's an interesting player with the five day service. So through Nash cards, it's 50 bucks five business days. What's it for 10? Do you know? It's like 60. Oh, excuse me. It's less. It's like 40, oh. but here's the difference. I just, there's not enough of I, Yeah. SGC. Great news on the, on the, on the lowering the overall price. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great news on the five day, 10 day means nothing to me, but here's why I think the five days. Interesting. We're starting to see the resale gain popularity. Anyways, we're not going to get into those numbers because we do it all the time. And just look, it's just the way of the world right now. SGC's done really well gaining, gaining some steam. So when it comes to these new products that are base heavy, especially basketball, I'm trying to think like Elite comes out next week mm-hmm. or maybe the week after. If I get a Cade Cunningham card number to 99, that's not a huge card, but it's probably worth 50 to 100 bucks. Yeah, I think if you can send that to SGC that day for five days for 50 bucks and be the first one to market with it. So we saw this with LaMelo Prism yeah. stuff through the roof. We saw this with Mac Jones stuff. The pop was 34 for two weeks. Cards went from a couple hundred to 3,000. I think there's a real play here with that kind of stuff. The other thing I would tell you is on monster stuff, if, you, if you're if you looking for a super quick way without spending $300 a PSA, mm-hmm. hey, I want to know if this, uh, yeah, Hank Aaron rookie, you know, I have a feeling it's real. I need to get it. I, again, five days, 50 bucks is fantastic. You at least know, hey, this is authentic. If you then wanted another holder after that, fine. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I, I think this starts to open up some different avenues for it, which is which is a good thing for sure.
1: I agree. Especially for new products to have to have the ability to know, I have peace of mind because this is graded. I'm going to buy this card sure. because I have a graded option versus a raw option. I'm always going to go graded. Yep. Um, in, in this situation too, PSA is not going to have that card back even if you do get into one of these services because you're not going to spend necessarily $300 on a lot of these cards. So- you're gonna be waiting months. Now you're gonna see a market after new product releases where yeah. the market's just gonna be flooded with SGC stuff. I think it only helps to increase, like, oh well, SGC's out there. Obviously, other people are trusting them. I'll trust them too. I think it just kind of helps that whole uh, mindset. Yes, are we paid by SGC? We are. I would like to clarify though, I never even think about it, I never care about that because I'm only we only did it because we see so much potential for them to make money and no. If I could invest in them as a, like a stock, I definitely would, because I think the the way they're handling things is far better than a lot of these other grading companies.
0: And the way PSA is, too, I'm, I'm a big fan of what PSA is doing now, too. They're at least opening other levels. They're trying. I agree.
1: It's just like they don't have the capacity to be able to do sure. what SGC does. Also,
0: there was that graphic a couple. Well, I think it was on Monday. We just didn't talk about it. PSA was averaging one hundred and eighty thousand cards a week. SGC was averaging just under 20. BGS oh, yeah. was like 13. Yeah, it's just I I think you're going to start see, continue to see those two separate though. I mean PSA is obviously king of the mountain, but I think you'll start to see more separation now. 1 to 2 is a big gap. I think from 2 to 3 you're going to start seeing as well. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 grading in the right direction at least. More options, affordable, quicker to get your stuff back. Uh MailBad. the mail weekly bit. pickups. Oh, I bought a cute card. I forgot about the other stuff I bought this week, but I did buy a cutie. <laughs> I got a it's from like 2013, I think. Triple okay. threads. Oh, it's uh so three pieces of jersey yep jimothy brown james 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 brown jim brown jimothy uh triple patch auto it's the white whale call so the one of one version oh i love jim brown stuff anyways yes i I told you that very publicly i'm still and i'm still super i'm tracking down the autograph rookies i bought three or four i honestly don't remember what i bought i'll I'll have to bring them and show them off but i bought the jim brown i paid 700 bucks oh i think it's a good price um I've had fun this year, like actually getting back into just buying stuff to collect now. It's actually been kind of cool. I'm Instead curious, of flipping as much.
1: Are you going to get in on any of the flawless breaks at all? Do you care
0: about? I will get in on a flawless breaks when I can buy players, okay. specific players. So if it's a random player break after it randomizes, yeah. I'm all in on Larry Bird. What? Do you have an idea? What does that cost for a flawless? None. Break? I have not paid any attention. Okay. I didn't pay any attention yesterday. I Eddie even- ripped a case of Geo Breaks. I thought it was underwhelming, but then I started and it still is the cases are stupid expensive, like 25 grand. Jeez. So it was underwhelming because of the overall cost of the case. But like in his case alone, um, he got a Hakeem Elijah one on card super low, Actually, I think everything's on card. So I don't have to say that every time, you know, that's picked up steam in the resale market. probably a couple hundred bucks. He picked up a nice John Stockton that was low numbered, uh, the Hakeem uh, and encased Zion Williamson auto numbered to like five, I think. I mean, yeah, we need him back on the court, but that's at least a few hundred bucks. Allen Iverson was another big one. And then he pulled an encased, I don't know if it was a diamond auto or just an auto. It was low numbered and it was the Jersey number of James Wiseman. Oh, I bet that's okay. at least a thousand or two thousand bucks. I would, I would think so, so good stuff. You have to find cheap ways into that though. Cause it is so expensive. Can you clarify for me? Sure. Grand slam collectibles <clears> who we've worked Nate. with
1: in the past. Nate, yep. He, I sent over this picture earlier in our little group chat and it was a LeBron card, but on the oh, front of the card, all diamonds, it's all diamonds. It's the, it's like a logo man, not part mm-hmm. of the Jersey, but just a logo mm-hmm. man with diamonds on it. It never says LeBron on the front. It just says, it
0: on the I back. hate that card.
1: I, I don't know if I understand the card fully, but I have two questions. One, do cards like that where there's no auto, it doesn't even have his name on the front, but it's just a bunch of diamonds mm-hmm. on the logo man picture. Is that worth something? Yep. And
0: second question, are those diamonds real? Yeah, so they come with a certificate. Remember, when, matter of fact, when we opened flawless here on the YouTube show, remember the piece of paper? You're yes. like, oh, there's that. That is a, a certificate of authenticity for the diamond. Oh, the diamond. Yeah. Interesting. And okay. it could be a diamond, a ruby, and uh, sapphire. I think of the three they use. Maybe emerald. But now, yes, granted, it, small diamonds like that. I don't think cost a ton. But that's no, still. but but it comes with the yeah. It, yes, it does come with a certificate like that. Interesting. That, that's what's in the. Um, so that LeBron card, they do the same thing with Brady. It's an NFL shield. Yeah, yeah nothing on the front. I would never, ever buy that. That one-on-one LeBron is probably, I don't honestly to say I have no idea is an understatement. <laughs> if you told me that card sold for five grand, I wouldn't be shocked. And if you told me it sold for 50 grand, I wouldn't be shocked. So one-on-one LeBron with t- 10 or 12 diamonds on it. How of flawless. Yeah. It's a huge card, but I don't, it has no appeal to me personally. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, Man, diamonds,
1: LeBron, there must be money here. But I, the uh, more I thought about it, I was like, I don't, I don't really know. There's not an auto.
0: There's no, his picture's not even on the front. So, okay. Flawless my favorite product too. I've, I've said that before. Even in baseball where it's not licensed, I think it's just the coolest stuff. So, yeah. Cool. I will eventually try to get on some breaks. And if I can specifically buy, even if I had to buy the Celtics, I would, but specifically, I would rather just buy the Larry Bird spot. I'm chasing that for PC. That's the only reason I buy into Flawless. Personal I'm, collection.
1: I'm chasing the um, LeBron triple logo man card.
0: So Million dollars. if anybody has it, if mm-hmm. you want to give that to me, that's fine. Eddie's got one or two more masters. If we pulled that, I'd lose my mind. If he pulled that over there. What, yeah. What happens in a situation like that? Do you, does your head literally explode? Here's or? the savage thing about it. Three people have owned, if you're doing a random teams break and that comes up. Now, if it's a player break, it doesn't matter. It goes yeah. to LeBron. But if you're doing a random teams with that, because uh-huh. it's one for each of his teams, Lakers, Heat, <gasps> Cavaliers. I'm telling under no, under no circumstance would I allow that to go to the randomizer. If you pull a $50 card with two teams, yeah. you do a randomizer, you record the screen, you, you shuffle it up. Yeah. Team that comes out on top wins it. I would just tell the guys, no, I'm not doing it. We can sell this. You can buy each other out for $333,000 each. Cause it's a million dollar card. Maybe more. I am not randomizing that <laughs> card. I'm also not shipping that card. You can fly out and get it. Yeah. Sorry. And guys have put up some huge finders fees. Like yeah. there's a couple fifty thousand dollar offers just to find the card. Oh my. Insane. How does that work too? Like if
1: I if I'm the first one to like reach out to one of the guys who has a finder's fee out, like, hey, I just saw it ripped.
0: Does he just I, I'm the first one? He gives me fifty thousand sure. dollars. Yeah, of course. i <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> there's a ton I will say too this year they did really load it up with that kind of stuff. The logo, it's like they held back logo for that product man. It's not, it's a big week for Panini in general. That came out yesterday. Yep. Tomorrow's immaculate football. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Is that cool? The immaculate, it. you know, say what you want about the class. People hate Mac Jones, love him, whatever. Immaculate football is going to be huge. Immaculate football's loaded with rookie stuff. The vet stuff in it is awesome. Another one. I have not, we've been busy with our other stuff lately. I have not done my due diligence with. Oh boy. Brady has no autos in it. I did see that, which thanks. Do you oh. have pricing on that? Twenty twenty one seven uh, hundred and fifty dollar. Wait, this is collegiate. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. That's, there's um, no way. I, I'm gonna guess it's like fifteen hundred. Twenty twenty one immaculate football. Twenty twenty one. Oh, here it is. Um, yeah. Real quick, text message. is important. Bobby Witt may be joining us later today to do a little interview. Hello. Wait.
1: So I we'll kind of already it knew it was a maybe. Is specific is timing and if the product has gotten there. Oh, if the product
0: has gotten yeah, there, he's okay. supposed to, he's going to, yeah, we're going to basically have some info. We're going to have a spot Spoiler on Spoiler um, alert. Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. I blew that. All right. Whatever. Um, he's going to be on our YouTube next week is the goal. And hopefully podcast as well. And the podcast Monday as well.
1: Yep. Just tune into all of it, guys, save yourself the hassle and just watch us 24 seven. Stop Listen.
0: listening anywhere.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Stop no, no, no. no. <laughs> what did you say? Um, the Panini Immaculate Football Box is 1929. That's for 2021.
0: Yes. I think that's a five box case. It, uh, uh, one pack, for, what does it say? i going to go back to the other page. You're looking yeah, at the box. I know. I think it's a five box case. Huge money. I I like it, but I almost view this as a lesser edition of flawless, uh, like hmm. mom and pop type. I buy into breaks once in a while for fun or with my kid. Mm-hmm. It's not the product for you. It's crazy expensive, very high risk, high reward. Um, case. The actual case <clears throat> is 11, five, 11, so it's five, boxes Oh no. So it's six box. Six box case. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say stick to your PYTs and your randoms if you're going to get in at all. And and this is one, again, it's expensive. Monsters in there, but you could just as easily get murdered. So you got to be careful.
1: Okay. Um- Good. I am interested in what you have for picks from phone. Nothing.
0: Okay. Totally useless. Why this do week. you keep having picks from? Don't ever remove here. that. The day you take it off is <laughs> a day you, sir.
1: can Go back to Dell. Um, I've been in just, touch with, talk, with people at with, Dell. <laughs> it's funny. I'm talking about employment. Not a big deal. <laughs> no. I, I read it. I looked at the book. I thought it wasn't yours. It's funny enough that my uh, former manager is actually in touch with uh, Predators people, and we're going to try and work something out to have some contact there. And that leads us into Jason Hulworth from Panini's. Going to join us for a little.
0: <laughs> Why would you? I throw just threw my monster into a metal guard? What a moron! Oh my, Kobe kobe I said kobe though so it doesn't If count. you want
1: to watch more about kobe watch our latest youtube video
0: oh yeah that's right big big rollout from golden can't believe it's been two years all right let's play the interview we recorded this yesterday the rest of it is on our youtube show uh, with some visuals but here we'll play and jason and we'll be back for mailbag all right cool so for our th- th- this section of the podcast we're doing this stupid thing where we record a day early because we i'm terrible at scheduling it's my fault so we talked with jason we already introduced him on the youtube show so go watch that yep we want no introduction now jason just, just start talking about anything you want to talk about now this is
2: J- J- jason from panini man i could i could talk about a ton of things so i'll let you guys you know pick and choose where we go but cool all
0: right so let's do this let's keep it to the physical so again if you're interested in nft which obviously panini is massive in that space now we did a big nft giveaway on the youtube show so check that out on sports cards nonsense
1: if you want to be a part of it make sure you enter in the comment section your blockchain id and your email address yeah so we'll give all the way
0: uh, all that away on the youtube so for the podcast i figured we kind of keep it you know more to the physical um so i just had a couple of quick questions jason so like new exciting stuff i know you guys are branching off into soccer ufc formula one all this different stuff what's kind of new and exciting on the physical card front out of the panini gate
2: yeah bre- bre- branching off into soccer is a little bit of a loaded question given our history with you know i mean our our history with soccer from a Panini perspective, it goes back to, you know, the beginning of time, 1961 for Panini. So, but yes, on the trading card side, we've got a lot happening on that front. You know, we've got a FIFA World Cup coming up here um, in November. Uh, that's, you know, seems like forever away, but lots happening on that side. Lots lots to get excited for. We've got a big uh, U.S. game tomorrow night. So we need a, we need a W, get closer to qualifying. We'll be good there. Um, and then you know, obviously, you know, we're rolling out our we 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 got our NBA product out with this year's rookies in, you know, with NBA hoops. That's starting to build that cadence. Thankfully, finally, we're we're where we need to be there. Um, and then, obviously, you know, UFC product coming out, new UFC Prism coming out um, at the end of January, beginning of February, WWE in April, um, new license. Uh, super excited for that to launch. Uh, Our team is working really hard on that, you know, in terms of autographs and, you know, designing and all that other stuff for for WWE Prism.
0: So let me ask you to go back to a comment you just made. Obviously, today's a huge day, too. We're recording this on Wednesday. Flawless releases today, which is, you know, top of the food chain when it comes to. I want I want that LeBron. You want the million dollar LeBron? I want the million. I want okay. the million. Dollar. Well, Eddie's ripping two cases. So if, <laughs> if he hits it, I'll just have him give it to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, sure, that, yeah, go over. yeah, it's fine. Just hand it. The customers don't need that. Don't no, worry about it. Fine. So I am curious, obviously hoops still, you know, released way later than before. There's always like a ton of speculation going around and some actual statements. But while we have you, I just figured let's get it right from the source. So in terms of NBA product getting pushed as far as it has, you know, flawless from last year coming out today and next week or two, we have new 2021 rookie class. Why the delay in product like we've seen?
2: Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think if you look across the board, there's supply chain issues, logistics issues, you know, in almost every category, we're not immune to that. You know, as a kid, we we talked about it on the NFT on on YouTube. But as a kid, like, you know, it used to just be ink and paper to us, right? Like, we've made it so much more complex that the process is, you know, you know whether it's raw materials, paper, you know, manufacturing, you know, all that other stuff. You know, that all factors into the equation. You know, as much as we'd like to say that we're back to normal from a you know from a crazy pandemic point of view, we're we're not. We You know, the NBA draft is traditionally held in June. We typically have our rookie photo shoot with those guys, you know, in August. Um, You know, we didn't have any of that. This year, the draft, you know, was, you know, in July. (laughs) Um... You know for the new rookie class yeah uh the previous rookie class the lamello class was in the draft was in november and literally they're on the court you know four weeks yeah, right later, after like, that professional games so yep. You know, ultimately, we're not back in that full we're not back to that full cadence that we've had for the last you know 10 since pre-pandemic right we're not there yet yeah um, ultimately nothing's back
1: on, to normal yet for you guys yeah, or for most knock people on
2: wood, like knock on wood we get the nba draft in june um, you know, we get our rookie photo shoot in August and then we're back in that cadence and hopefully supply chain issues and, and all that other stuff, whether that's, you know, Jersey jerseys, you know, you name it, uh, coming in when they need to come in so that we're not waiting for them to get off of ships or whatever else. But yeah, so really tough, tough question. But like, I think, you know, there are no conspiracies, Um, It is supply chain logistics. It's dealing with the pandemic. Everyone is, you know, no one's immune to it. We're all dealing with it in different ways. Um, you know, including, you know, manufacturing.
0: That's actually what I wanted to hear. Cause, cause again, you hear all these stupid and we're, we're in the social media world, which is full of mainly basement dwellers who can't read. So <laughs> it's always fun when they have conspiracies and breaking news about Panini from their parents' basement, which I appreciate. That's my generally where I go for my news. So um, we,
2: we've looked at, we've looked and read it. We've looked and read and everything. We're in the social space too. We hear, we hear it all too. But yeah, I mean, you know, look, we're a big, we're a big business, you know. That have supply chain issues, you know, just like everybody else. Um, you know, we're navigating through that. We're hoping that we're going to see that we're going to turn the corner here in the next few months. Uh, but, you know, if if we had a crystal ball to predict that, man, we'd be we'd be golden.
1: Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, overall, would you say that the card market is still like number one? You know, what you guys. Are focusing on for the foreseeable future or are nfts kind of like taking over some of that space
2: i think it's a balance i mean obviously the physical space is huge uh we're going to see exponential growth again this year uh we've got more people involved from a global point of view more people globally want to get into the trading card space which is great that's why i think
1: like Um, I, i just think like there's so much more opportunity for a wider audience now
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and we've got some cool things coming up that are kind of outside the trading card space that you guys will see, you know, over the next, you know, six to eight months, which will be great. Um, And then, you know, the NFT side, like we talked on the YouTube, you know, part of the segment, you know, that's continuing to evolve. It's continuing to grow for us. Um, You know, lots of opportunities there. You know, there are, you know, benefits and, you know, there are pros and cons between physical and digital, physical and NFT space. NFT, we can get speed to market much faster than, you know, a manufacturing issue, uh, you know, manufacturing physical product. Um, you know, that's just because of timelines the way it's always been. Um, so, you know, less supply chain logistics issues on the NFT side. So we, we've got a little bit more flexibility there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know it's why it's why in some cases like you, you've seen some of the first you know products on the NBA side release in the NFT format first before we even got to physical.
0: Oh yeah, like Prism, which I actually thought was good because we didn't have anything physical with the new uniforms. I thought getting at least Prism out there, NFT, I think guys bought there just maybe even they didn't care about NFTs before that, but it was like, well, I got to wait a couple more months anyways till hoops, like might as well get in. So I I did like that move. And before we jump off the NFT trend, because I know we talked about
1: more of this on the YouTube, I didn't get this question asked, but I am curious, are you guys open? Like, can people outside the US currently go out and buy NFTs from the... So any website? Yes. Okay, so that's not a limited yeah. to the US or anything like that. Cool. Okay. No,
2: no. And like we said, like I said on the NFT uh segment, you know, we're we're going to start accepting uh other forms of payment besides US dollars, cryptocurrency, uh foreign currency. Um, you know, cool. you'll see French League um come in on NFTs here uh, in the next in the next month. Clearly you know, the U.S. marketplace might look at that a little bit different. But again, we're catering to a global marketplace to grow the category, you know, for collectors.
1: Here's the thing that I love about that so much is because now you like if you are the NFT guy, you now have a different audience or a wider, larger audience to be able to sell to. Like a yeah, marketplace. You, yeah, there. if you're buying and selling, if you're looking to try and make some money, like it's great because you've got all these guys here in the States. But if that's your, your limitation, then I feel like I'm at an advantage that because I can go out with my NFTs, my non-physical cards and sell to everybody across the world. So yep. I, I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this too, Jason, just to jump back to the physical, obviously two of the things we hear people, I've always said they're necessary evils, but again, people would much rather hear it from, from you than an angry guy in a studio, um, <laughs> you know, redemptions and points and packs instead of live autos. Could you just kind of give yeah. us a quick walkthrough of why that is again kind of like a necessary evil.
2: Yeah. So, um let's see where to, where to tackle first. I guess redemptions, right? I mean, look, if we could be 100% live in every single product, we would. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're not the ones that are controlling that part of it. We've got other people involved in that process. Athletes are signing cards for us every day. We actually have 25 of the this year's current NFL rookie class out in LA at our Panini closeout event. Uh, signing cards for us on the back, you know, the the back end cards, and also playing catch up if they've got some catch up that they need to do. So, I mean, that's happening right now in real time. You know, we always say that you know we want our goal to be as close to live as possible. You know, there's certain numbers that we won't go near and won't release a product if we don't have uh, an X percentage of live rate. Um, you know, in our product. Um, so, I think that's that part of it. You know, on the reward side, the reward side's you know unique and different, and it's something that we've done for you know, got it, it feels like forever now, but like the last five years, give or take, right? Um, where we create other items that are that are redeemable for rewards points. It's no different than you know other rewards marketplaces, um, you know, in other categories. You know, a, a, a seat upgrade on an on a um, airline. You know, I think when we looked at the reward side of it, it was You know, okay, look, if we've got, you know, a C level player, for lack of a better definition, in a product, and he's late sending out his cards, you know, wouldn't you as a collector prefer to have a C level player maybe from one of the top teams as opposed to the team that that player was on, or one, a C level player from your favorite team, you know, as opposed to that other guy? So given, you know, the collectors the choice to be able to choose what they want to do there has been, you know, great from a flexibility point, you know, flexibility side of it. We see like, you know, the rewards points selling on eBay for, you know, X number of, you know, cents per point, whatever, like, you know, that, that market is up. Um, You know, we release special products that are only available through rewards. So there's, you know, it's a balancing act. It's continuing to, you know, evolve and grow. Hmm. Um, I think that's, did I get all three of your points
0: there, Mike? You did, yeah. So, oh, so let me follow up with there. the redemption thing too. I'm, yeah, like I said, pretty transparent answers there. So redemptions have always been curious to me. I mean, I've made my money with wax and so I still hold quite a bit. I yeah. am always curious though, not that this is an official company line, but obviously redemptions have expiration dates. 2020 contenders yeah. is something I've got a ton of. And my first thought is, you know, come next summer at some point, I've got to start thinking about selling those off before burrow who's a redemption expires is there a hard and fast rule of panini right now with redemptions being honored expiration dates being firm? Like how is that handled?
2: If we have the card, we're going to try to get it to the collector that deserves it. Um, I think that's kind of like always been our philosophy. Um, you know, the expiration is there for a reason um, to help, you know, to help, uh, help the collector help us, you know, figure out, you know, whether or not there's, you know, something of, you know, equal or you know better value that you know is worth trading out um you know we we're, we just fyi people probably don't know this but um we're we're re you know we're redoing our entire cs department um adding more bodies you know the evolution and the growth right like the the you know the growth of the category in the last two and a half years in the middle of a pandemic you know the fact that product is being ripped ripped, um, you know, way more frequently, you know, a lot quicker across multiple case breakers at hobby stores all over the place, you know, that, that, you know, that volume, that process is just blown up. And, you know, like we, like we talked about, you know, from the logistics side, you know, we're not immune to, you know, the pandemic when it comes to, you know, hiring more people when it comes to people getting sick, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, start of the year, we're ready to go full speed January twenty twenty two at the beginning. We had six people in customer service, you know, come back from the holidays and have to stay at home because they tested positive for COVID. Mm. Like, the six yeah, body you, you know, right working in the system, you know, it's a pain point, man. Like we, you know, we, we feel it, you know, we we hate it, we wanna get better, we wanna keep doing what we're doing and, and add more to the marketplace. Um, And and be able to be responsive to the customers, and that's what we're working on doing. Um, You know, and we're ready to we're we're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Um, You know, knowing that there's you know other things that are in play that you know we don't control.
0: Yeah, because I mean, obviously, like you said, you guys are in the social media world. I think that's the case with every manufacturer. Everybody wants better, faster customer service. It was funny when we put up the thing saying you were going to be on the show today. I don't know who this person is, but apparently Emily needs a raise. <laughs> like ten people specifically mentioned Emily with customer service. So, there you go, Emily, you're getting there a raise. You go,
2: <laughs> Emily. Do you get that shout out? I'll drop you an email uh, after this. <laughs> there you, go. Awesome. you know, I, I tell I tell the CS team all the time. Listen, like, because we're all here, right? Like, I mean, let let's just all be real for a minute, right? Did any of us ever call customer service? You know, to just say, hey, in, in any industry, any category, call customer service and be like. Hey man, I just want to let you guys know you're doing an amazing job. We love you. Oh yeah, no, it's, you know, it, it's for dumb a dumping service when we're pissed off, like, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> of course. I mean, it, you know, you, you've got to have. You, that's a hard thing to deal with when you don't control all of it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, our people, you know, they're they're great. You know, they're busting their butts trying to get better, do more, get more product out. We're, we're We've had more... We've sent out more redemptions this year than... In, well, in 2021, I should say. Not 2022. <laughs> um, we sent out more redemptions, replaced more cards in 2021 uh, than in any other year in the history of Panini. Um, nice. You know.
0: So, yeah, so you're working on it. Right. Yeah.
2: You're yeah. working for... Pro- okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, well, it's a balancing act for sure. I think bottom line with the number of factors
1: that go into it. You had to work in a bottom line. I'm glad.
2: I was nervous. (laughs) You haven't done it yet. We're at at the
1: end of the interview. I got to bottom line it. So, uh, but what is the bottom line with everything that Jason pointed out with the number of factors, the supply chain issues, the fact that you actually have to get guys, the fact that we're going through a pandemic, it is a surprise that you guys have kept up as well as you have, I think is, is my overall thought Uh, because yeah, the first instinct is, you know, blame, you know, panini blame, whoever's not getting me the thing that I want. But I, at the end of the day, I would want a little bit of leniency due to all the things, the mitigating factors. So I
2: yeah, think, and Jesse, you know, it's a, that thanks. We appreciate that. Number one, number two, like, you know, man, we would love to respond on, on Twitter and be like, Hey, it's supply chain issues, but that's not an excuse. We need to keep working. We need to keep grinding. We need to keep doing what we're doing. That's why we became the leader in 10 years. Well, I appreciate you, know, when you no saying that. Who was, when, when people were signing sandwiches, being like, oh, Panini, you know, like, come on, <laughs> let's get real. Look at where we are now. Look at where the category is. That's
0: our growth. You're more popular than the sandwich. I think that's fair to say. I think that's <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, but it, meatball it, ask, sandwich, to
2: ask any rookie who Panini is. They all know who they are.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, fair. so I figured yeah. we'd end with this too. So you speak of rookies, a couple of things we wanted to tease and get some detail. So I know Panini's going to have a huge presence at the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. You want to shed a little light on that?
2: Yeah. I mean, Look, you know, we 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 we're ready to go full speed, and you know, things happen, and we're we're constantly evolving in the space, and we're reacting to what the NFL is telling us. You know, from a protocol point of view, it's in California. I think, uh, you know, no hidden, you know,
0: yeah,
2: no <laughs> hidden, ex, you know, um, expectation there. You know what you're dealing with, sure. There. Um, so you know, we we're bringing our Panini VIP Player Lounge to the, you know, to to Super Bowl. We'll have a presence in Super Bowl experience. We'll have a presence on Radio Row. We're going big like we always do. Um, You know, we're excited. We're going to have some people pop in there, uh, players popping in from an activation point. I don't know if I'm (laughs) supposed to say this or you guys are supposed to say this, but we invited sports cards nonsense to, to come out there. What?
0: Jesse yeah. also Je- and Jesse. Uh, what do you mean oh, <laughs> Jesse also?
2: Jesse, uh, sorry, we, we initially just invited Mike, but we're going to take
0: you to. Wow. You're Come the along star of the show. St- yeah, so we're pumped about that. We're going to get a ton of content. We are excited. Um, you can't have Batman without Robin, right? Like you can't. Batman. Yeah, you can't Robin. have
2: Mike without batman that's fair just me yeah, you can't yeah. have paunch without john you. throwing it back to chips but like <laughs> i mean jesse i don't wow. know if you know who chips is but yeah um, like doritos
0: i got it yeah and panini sandwiches <laughs> we're, we're, we're on top of it here jason don't, don't worry about, about highway it. patrol bro <laughs> come on check it out oh man well, we're excited to be out there man it's gonna be really fun we're, we really appreciate let me tease fight. one more quick thing then so we called in a favor for jason two days ago we finally got a commitment that bobby witt jr the baseball player stud prospect's going to be on the youtube show next week yep um I haven't followed up yet, we were hoping you could send him some product. What does it check, I like to put people on the spot live, I figured we'd just check now. So if he breaks our hearts, it happens in front of the audience. Any chance he's going to have something at his
2: house. You guys gave us the address. We knocked it out. He should be getting it today. i tell
0: you. There you go. Jason makes dreams come true. Dude, he's better than sandwiches. (laughs) Period. And we get to go to the Super Bowl.
2: Sometimes I make dreams come true. Sometimes I don't. It just depends who you ask and what day it is. He's going to call back (laughs) tomorrow. Like, you're
0: not invited to the Super Bowl anymore. (laughs) Today's a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, Jason. Again, VP of Marketing at Panini. We appreciate the time. If you want to see more of the interview and the live rips and the giveaway stuff, that's on YouTube. There you go. We'll wrap up the show. Appreciate All it, Jason. Right. Cool. So that was Jason Holworth, VP of marketing at Panini. Like I said, YouTube station. We had, we ripped like some NFT packs. He was cool deep- enough to give away packs. We <laughs> ripped cards mm-hmm.
1: and we're going to give those cards away on the YouTube, but we're also going to give away the packs as
0: well. And so. it's a few hundred dollars because like the Nate yeah. Diaz was big. Some of the stuff we hit was actually pretty good. There's a nice Drew Brees. Yeah. I guess we'll have to do multiple or whatever you think. I don't know. Yeah. I
1: think think what I said on there was we'd give it away to five people and then he's going to give away five packs to match us. So um, go on to the YouTube, watch it, leave a comment, leave your blockchain ID in your email and we'll go from there. Um, Thank you, Panini. And that leads us to mail back. Hit it. Um, We had some good questions this week. I'm, Hmm. I'm happy with this. Brian Olecki, if Brady retires, can we realistically expect a bump Yes, or is it baked in no sports boy rules i had to read that last part because it was about <laughs> did me. he really put that he did <laughs>
0: yeah for sure absolutely there'll be a yes yeah. not baked there's just good. just the moment he announces yeah it's huge okay i also think people are reading way too much into some of his quotes he does this every year but <laughs> i do i yeah i think he's coming back for sure um
1: he put out that one post that didn't sound like he was retiring i saw that but um that just well it didn't sound either way uh, BD <sighs> Scranders is this guy from like
0: the from Finland or something he maybe he's from the future <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that Scrand- mean though I don't know Okay, all the guys from Scranderville um, his own city yeah town yeah <laughs> and would well he in the, future, be the your your surname is based on the city you live in so. would he be the mayor of Scranderville I don't know about mayor but definitely like a, will they have government council councilman council on the council that's for sure okay the hierarchy will is yet to be determined in the future. TBD. What happened? I don't know. BD wants to know. Yep. <laughs> what are a few of the most valued junk era cards? The
0: Griffey's number one. That's the one I, I mean, right in the middle of the junk era. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've seen a lot of that stuff come up now, even like the Maguires, Maddox, all those rookies of Hall of Famers have, have actually. When we talk junk era, it is funny that you just named all these
1: mlb players because that's immediately what i think of is baseball oh, cards no question yep. it does it affect as much
0: uh football i'm sure or it does but in general you're talking about the base yeah early okay. 80s to early 90s baseball that was well what was mid hot. 80s yeah they just made so much if the market was so much bigger for that sport
1: yeah okay uh dave greger i just got a few small stands for displaying some of my slabs at home any tips recommendations for displaying cards uh, that's a perfect lineup for one of our sponsors. Talk about a drop, yeah. man. Uh, it's displayable. That's the one that we have shown off on our socials and mm-hmm. kind of in the office some. It's like a, it's just a nice acrylic case. It looks, uh,
0: like a fancy frame for your cards. You can do it vertical or horizontal. We like it a lot. You get Fits a discount. graded, all the grade, yeah, you just pick like if it's a PSA, SGC, BGS, or if it's in a magnetic they have different sizes for all of them. Yeah, that's yeah. what we have here in the office. They're super nice. I have one, actually I have it at home. Anytime you see me at home, the big bookshelf behind me, there's the It's Displayable stuff. Is I have me. one right over here. I think you With do too. With the Phil Mickelson. Yeah, you have a Phil Mickelson PSA Phil 10. Phil Fickleson. I have a Tom Brady Mosaic out of 25 as an SGC 10, both in the It's Displayable.
1: My uh, wife's calling me. SCN is the discount uh, code if you would like to use that on itsdisplayable.com. I'm not ignoring you, Hannah, but we're almost done. Just... She'll never believe you.
0: She'll um, never listen either.
1: So <laughs> Ruben Mitchell. I remember, Rube. I remember asking a while back about David Ortiz cards and Mike stated he wouldn't buy thoughts. Now you really eat those words, aren't you?
0: I stated I wouldn't buy. I,
1: okay. You don't, you I don't, don't remember, remember when he saying. asked the question, so I have no idea. I don't know if he asked that question, but maybe he just recalls you saying you wouldn't buy David Ortiz.
0: Um, yeah. I don't remember that part. I mean obviously I was wrong if I said don't buy it all. I mean I guess I would depend on yeah when. Like if you were saying hey should I have bought these last February? No. Why tie up your money? I would have bought these in October, mm-hmm. and because we've seen the jump since November, October, November. Good to see some traditional reasons for prices increasing though. Hall of Fame induction was always a traditional great sign. But last year, matter of fact, when we were doing the podcast, KG, Duncan and Kobe got inducted the same weekend and it mm-hmm. was zero movement. And yeah. I started thinking, man, maybe the new ever collector doesn't care about that stuff. Cool to see that the Ortiz market certainly goes against that. That theory. Here's the good news that okay. if you bought this card in June
1: or after this year, what are you talking about? Uh, the I'm sorry. That's that's fair. 97 David Ortiz PSA 10 flair. Flair. That's the um, one I want. It's like six hundred bucks now. If you e- buy it in more. June or after this year, you're up on on that card. Fifty um, percent. If you bought right? it earlier in the year of 2021, you are down on that card. See, but anything before this, before 2021, you're up. So, okay. so yeah. Again, all of it depends on when you buy um thank you very much for pointing out his flaws Mm -hmm. i like that didn't love it uh greg my you know what i just realized ruben messaged me right before this he's asking he was asking me hey are you guys doing a show today i didn't see the mailbag and that's when i texted you hey if you could put that up um he responded after that like man your back must hurt from carrying the show all the time did he know he was talking to you (laughs) that's fair i don't know i assumed he must now that you say that it yeah. might not okay greg meisner mike always mentions that he prefers bgs when it comes to thick rpas but i can't recall what the reason for this is Nothing. is it just personal
0: preference or yep. okay i just like the look of them in a bgs holder i think they have the nicest looking thick slab yep
1: well there you go no bad tom right oh hey hey oh H-A-U, Tom. Tom. He knows his last name. He knows what his name is. Thanks, Tom. What yeah. are some inserts from 2015 to 2020 you guys think will be very popular in like 15 years or so? Pretty interesting question, in my opinion, because there are a few nice sets being very popular,
0: some not... Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I get the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, some of it's a, the the super easy cop-out answer. Kaboom, Color Blast, Downtown. Um, I, I think in baseball... Some of that finest stuff, like they started doing almost like throwbacks to the early nineties finest, like refractors. Oh, yeah. uh, there's a set from last year's finest called The Man. Not the most expensive. I, I think it's a really, really cool looking set. What do you think about the big head stuff? Oh, from tops SPs? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I kind of like that. I could see I, those taken off. I didn't off. know how much love that was getting. I think the Marvel insert is a cool one. Like, when, oh, and yeah. I think if you're going to say, okay, let's look 15, 20 years down the road, I think you have to start looking then at the first year Marvel, first year Kaboom, yes, first year downtown. Yeah. I think those will carry a major, major premium. Um, they have another one too, the Kaboom. Man, there's a few. I, I mean, Panini's done a good job with inserts. Say what you want. There's some inserts that sell through the roof for that very reason. So.
1: Um. I, I often find inserts to be much more appealing to me than the, the rookie. However, financially speaking, I prefer the rookie, of course. Chris Dandoy, Mike and Jesse, I really enjoyed you on YouTube this past week. I'm concerned that the Marks Cards incident may indicate a more significant issue in the hobby. It is likely that many people who sent cards to PSA over a year ago are overextended financially. Pause. Go.
0: W- w- let me, why is it likely that that happened. I don't, I'm not trying to attack Chris, but I I think this is an issue we have. When we have a story, we get a lot of then speculation about it. I want to clarify if you heard correctly. Okay. He says
1: he's concerned that the Mark card incident Mm -hmm. may indicate a more significant issue in the hobby. So he's not saying likely that happened. I understand. He's saying it is, it is likely that many people who sent cards to PSA over a year ago are overextended financially
0: or may not want to pay 25 to $50 I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's likely and over a year ago, you're talking 16 for most of these cards People are overextended so much. They can't spend six again This is not an attack on chris, but i've seen this reasoning lately mm-hmm. like well, man the market they held our cards too long I mean the markets changed so much $16 grading fee. I know the markets come down. I still want my zion who was taking the biggest hit I still want those back for 16 bucks because it's still worth it That's why yeah, I finished though. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but.
1: no that's fair. Um, What's your opinion on the downstream effect this will have on the market? Will people leave the hobby?
0: I mean, I guess. But if you're going to leave the hobby over, a, over getting taken one time, and it sounds like the majority of people will at least be made whole to a degree. You know, if, that's how, if you're leaving the hobby over that, I understand. But I would say it's going to happen with something else if that's the case. I mean, if you're leaving because you had a bad experience, you're going to leave eventually, no matter what. So
1: I mean, I think it depends on the well, what he said—the overextended financial
0: burden that you, yeah, hold like because of that. Right, because like people like that, people like that are never going to sustain something long term. They're always going to then overextend on something. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to have that big of an effect. I mean, the initial reaction too was bulk suburbs are terrible. We're getting rid of bulk suburbs. Why? just find one who operates by the rules and who takes their money at the end of the day, like everybody else, like you should.
1: Well, the opposite side of that argument is you could say
0: that Mark was operating by the rules until he didn't. I well, know, see, so. but even then he wasn't, he was getting paid up front. That's a huge red flag to me. I would never pay a group. I pay Chris up front cause I don't care. Yeah. And even then, you know, what's funny. I actually thought about that. I paid for these last few orders mm-hmm. when they popped cause I get a finalized invoice from him. So I actually think I misspoke when I said that I pay at the end for him as well. Oh, okay. So that's the first thing. He wasn't doing it correct. Because then you're basically giving him money to put in an escrow account and trust that this idiot's not going to spend my money Uh, because I'm paying for a service. I'm not giving you that money to do whatever you want. So most
1: guys don't do that. They don't take the money up
0: front. Okay. Not reputable. Because PSA doesn't charge up front. SGC doesn't charge up front. Why do I have to pay up front? I guess. That's a dangerous precedent because then you're trusting somebody to do something with your money. I don't, I don't, that's like paying your taxes January 1st. I pay my taxes every year. I'm not paying till April fifteenth. I don't need them holding the money. I'd rather have the money myself. It's not due. This is the first year I'll actually have to pay taxes, which stinks. I always got money I saw bad. the amount of money you made last year. I have no sympathy. So Don't You did great. You earned every penny. But I don't have any sympathy you have to pay tax on it. There's I'm not saying you have to have sympathy. I'm just I love saying
1: you. don't tell people that I made a lot of money last year.
0: I think they don't know. You have a swagger about you just says you're successful. My pocket is ripped on the shirt I'm wearing. What swagger are you talking about? There was a man who used to call you big sexy when he saw you in a suit, true or false? I miss that man. Craig Clifton. I think a lot of people might. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I've got (laughs) $1,000. I want to spend it on prospects or sleepers. Would y'all, who would y'all recommend? He said y'all, and I like that. Then by all means, carry it away. $1,000 to spend Mm -hmm. on sleepers? You think I know sleepers? I mean, prospects, I think. Do you know prospects? You might know prospects. I know some prospects. Here's the thing. Any card from 2021 that has an RC on it, I would just go out there and buy that card. Um,
0: Maxi, So you missed the boat on that. Oh, are you referring to like the Wander?
1: I'm thinking about like any rookie card, but I guess that's different than Prospect. So...
0: Yeah, so prospecting, Bobby Witt, the guy we were talking about, he is a prospect. He's not prospects
1: ma- in this scenario, is he? are we only talking about baseball then? If we if you even talk prospect, that means baseball it's then. It's baseball, right,
0: because NBA oh, okay. are rookies that come in, NFL are rookies that come in prospecting in baseball, they go to the See, minors. I've always synonymously gotten ro- rookie and prospect the same in my head. All right, sure. so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what's this kid's name, guy's name? Craig. Yeah, so Craig, I mean, the prospecting game is volatile. You have to pick and choose very carefully. Bobby Witt, I think, is a stud prospect would I buy him right now? I, I don't know. He's very high. If he comes on the show, I would, if he comes on the show, I would say just pay more than you should ever pay. Yeah. Um. I would say stick to offensively minded guys, guys who have potential pop in their bat. People love home runs. Girls dig the long ball has been said very publicly. Really? From sure. summer catch. Is that, I don't know what that was from. Is it from summer catch?
1: It sounds like a line. I from thought summer it was catch. before that. I feel like it's like a bull. Run. I don't Freddie know. Prince jr. Is really America's
0: treasure. Oh, FPJ. Of course. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um, okay. That's specific good. names though. I mean, it's time. I, I, there's guys out of Bowman Chrome. I think are really good this year. Guys from last year's Bowman draft. Um, you have to research with prospecting. Like you really do. Who is going to be eligible for a promotion or call up in the near future? You know, what organization are they getting called up to? It, it, there's a lot of different factors. Um,
1: and I, I would think
0: to some of it, do, what effect does the whole fact that the MLB, is currently you know on delay so huge effect in a good way i think the more we see that delay the more we're going to see because prospects who have not played with a big league club Mm -hmm. can still play minor league ball will continue if there's a lockout or delay of the season we're going to see minor league ball on tv okay so i think it's an interesting opportunity there um but yeah you just got to pick and choose who you want you know you you really do though that takes research you know knowing the team there's a lot to it the G League in, in basketball. Would that not be like a single A, double A, name? triple A. No, because those are rookies. Just rookie. Okay. Yeah. And, and they don't have cards if they were never even a rookie if they just went to the G League. So it's 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 baseball. Okay. Yep. Dan Bush.
1: I love your beans. Do you expect to see a bump? I really do, though. Uh, do you expect to see a bump in 2020-2021 NBA rook- uh, rookies across the market with a flawless release, or should we expect a downturn with eyes shifting toward the 2021-2022 class being all the new
0: releases moving forward? I think it's just going to be based on what what the 2020 rookies do, LaMelo and Anthony Edwards. Edwards got hurt the other day, and I didn't. Ronnie, do you know if he's coming back, the Edwards injury? Have you have you seen anything about that, Anthony Edwards? Uh I haven't heard, but I can look it up. Okay. Yeah, I'd be curious. Like is playing really well on a team that's playoff bound. That's enough to carry. I mean, Lamello is outselling and will continue to outsell anybody in this class. Flawless helps, I think Flawless might be the last release of last year's class. After after Flawless, I think everything you see released will be twenty twenty one. Oh, really? Okay. So the Cade Cunningham class. Um so I mean but then it's like the reasoning would be okay. So then no one's chasing John Morant anymore because he's the last class. Well, no, he's played really well. So his pricing is up. Yeah. So I don't think you'll see a dip. Uh, but you'll obviously see a lot of attention to the new guys. Cause you can finally get their stuff on pro uniforms though. Isla fishman.
1: Now that we have seen both the 2020 and the 2021 NFL rookie classes for at least the full season. Do you guys think that the 2020 wax is better to hold long-term
0: uh, based on what we've seen? Absolutely. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and then, I mean, a plethora of guys who were just super talented: Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Again, two of Jalen Hurts. Does one of them continue to pop? Does Jordan Love get a chance to play? I think 2020 is like exceptional. Really happy that I sold my contenders.
1: Not. Um, that's not your fault. Ooh, Kyle... Ooh,
0: where's the sound? What does the sound effect do? Can I hit something? Just hit something. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Is that it? One more, one more. <laughs> yep. That's what I think of your investment. No, I'm kidding. Why would you say a bad thing, though? Did the button stick? I'm sorry. Um, my, Kyle
1: Petitillo. Mm-hmm. Petty. I like that name. Uh, Kyle wants to know. Can't say that name. What's the baseline for sending cards in to get graded? Oh, he's sent a couple questions. I think
0: he's a little new to the hobby. So what's the baseline for sending cards to get graded? Okay, so like for PSA right now, the the most open option is still about a hundred bucks. In that case, I want a raw card. Now, Kyle, I will put the the. Let me preface this by saying I'm only sending in stuff I think can gem for modern stuff. Like, does it reasonably have a chance at a ten? So for PSA for the hundred dollar level, I want a raw card that's selling for four to five hundred dollars. To me, it has to be at that level to justify PSA. For SGC, uh, again, for a quick turn, if you just need to know immediately same thing that three, four, $500 and up, I would send for the five day, $50 charge. I think that's great. You get it back in a week. It's 50 bucks. Who cares? You know, the condition of the card, you know, if it's real for the small stuff, what is the multiplier? So I got in a Bowman. Here's a good example. I got in a Bowman's best break. Look this up real fast on eBay. If you could No. 2021 okay. Bowman's best Julio Rodriguez refractor. So it's not numbered. I'm just curious. I, I, I bring this up as an example because I actually have to sit down today. I got my break hits in. I, I barely hit anything, but I hit some Kalenic rookies and some Julio Rodriguez, uh, again, non-numbered refractors. If this card sells for $15 to $20 raw, I'm mean, going to guess an SGC 10 sells for 50 to 60 bucks. I would take a shot on that at the $23 level because I think it's worth it. So I, I think for 23 bucks, as long as the raw card is selling for 20 bucks or higher, and the multiplier, if it comes back a ten, is yeah, that's the one. Do sold listings. And the multiplier of a ten to a to a raw is at least two two and a half to one. Then I'm in on it. But like, okay, so actually, here's a good example. This Julio Rodriguez card selling for like fifteen bucks. Keep going down. Let's see if some more. Yeah, fifteen. That's a different card. So the Julio Rodriguez is selling for like. Yeah. 15 to 20 bucks. I still might. Cause I think Julio Rodriguez is going to pop. Do one more for me. You don't have to reset the whole thing. 2021 still take out Julio Rodriguez and refractor. And let's put in a uh, Kalenic K E L E N I C atomic. So yeah, that, that Julio Rodriguez, I'd send those in for a shot. Yeah, see, this Kalenic's surprising. I actually thought that Kalenic would be doing a little bit more. Um, I've got an insert here of his that sells. It looks like it's selling for like 25 to 30 bucks. Actually, there's the exact card. This Kalenic rookie selling for $26, $27. I'm going to send both those cards in. That's probably the bottom threshold. But for me, if those gem, I'm going to gain 30 to 40 bucks now. And I think, hey, there's potential in the future. They're already graded, easy to do. So I think for the twenty three dollar option, you can really bring the price of entry way down. That's okay. a super long answer for somebody who's new. Hopefully that helped, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I, no, actually, I think I, that was good. I think more detail for the newer guys is yeah. Like so, Kyle, had I looked though, and those been ten dollar cards. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not subbing them then. They're not. It's not worth it.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. One more. Yeah. Let's do one
0: more. Um, let's see. Pick a good one. Like pick a great question.
1: Though. Oh, a good one. Pick like a great question. Oh, oh, like pick like a good not, one though. Not that one. That's for sure. Oh, um. Let's see oh this one starts with my name okay. i'll do that one jet thomas killer name um jesse i don't i hope this is directed to you too because i don't know how to answer 100 thoughts on a budding hobby rivalry between Lamelo and ant-man same draft class age and high highlight rich playmaking ability both teams in playoff contention both receiving first time all-star votes if you had to pick who's your card or whose card are you buying i feel like Jet put my name here to ask me because he's going to choose the opposite of whatever I say. Just because
0: this is a Seinfeld conundrum. Is it, it what what word was emphasis? Jesse, <laughs> what about this or, or Jesse, what about? Really depends. Where's that emphasis? True. Where is the emphasis? We'll if you had to pick, okay. I'm just gonna ask you. If pick, I would choose Lamello. I agree. And I say that because hype alone. Yep. Social following's insane. His his family's in the news all exactly. the time. He can
1: he can play. Here's the thing. You have a you have almost three times the chances of his name coming up in conversation just because if his brother gets brought up, then it's almost a, a guarantee that he gets brought up in a similar conversation or along those lines. So that's just my my thinking. Yeah, he's Ant super has,
0: mark. Or, he's super marketable.
1: Yeah. Ant Man's great. I just don't know if he has as much hype.
0: Yeah, I think on court, I, I would probably start with Edwards. What we've seen this year is ridiculous. But yeah, in the hobby, I think I, I would lean toward LaMelo as well. And that feels really good. Let's end on a note where we're both in agreement. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I have a new segment idea I think would be fun for one of these next times. Okay, This or that, or like a name that sport, some sort of an impromptu trivia for you to really show the people. <laughs> name that sport. Like a name, like I give you, <laughs> you an athlete's I'm name. That bad? I give you an athlete's Ooh. name and you pick, oh, I, this, is, this could be super yeah, tough for anybody.
1: It, maybe it could be fun. I,
0: I would miss on a bunch of that stuff too. Okay. But like, here's a name. What sport did that person play? I think would be fun. Oh, he hit a he loves it the people are going nuts alright everybody left that idea there you go that's your show for the day brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify like I said the Jason Haworth interview is going to be on our YouTube it's already up on YouTube Bobby Witt Jr. next week will be on YouTube and on the podcast hopefully we we'll get them for both uh, make sure you listen subscribe leave a nice review tell the big fellow why he's important in your life and why you wish you were related to him and share but, us with your best friends and your mom and dad <laughs> okay there you go we're done <laughs> goodbye bye
2: Thank <laughs> you.